Hello podcasters and welcome back to the EJT podcast. I hope you've all had a lovely week. Um, I hope you've all been up and moving and doing things and keeping yourself busy and doing online classes and um, staying active and staying healthy. Um, Let me fill you in on my week that I have had. I have been out running with my dogs, which is not a regular thing for me. I hate running outdoors. And by hate, I mean hate. Hate running outdoors is not something that I enjoy at all. However, due to current situations, I have no choice. So I have been running most days with my dogs. One dog is fine. She keeps up. But the other dog, I had come out of the woods and I couldn't see him. He was disappeared. So I'm stood at the entry of the woods. Calvin! Calvin! Literally stood there for about a solid five minutes. And there he comes, trotting out of the woods. He literally must have been five years behind us. So maybe it'll be good for him. Maybe he will... um, get his fitness levels up but he is a Labrador so I'm not going to hold my breath on that. Um, I have been recording new online classes so I spent all day Saturday Um, I went into the studio at around 9.30 and I left around 6. Not gonna lie to you I was struggling to walk and every muscle in my body ached and I forgot that I was too old to be dancing the way I dance. But my issue is that I don't just do it once. So you see one video when in fact that probably took me at least five times to get that one video and it's all done in sections. So each section I probably videoed about five times and then once I'm happy with it, that's the one that I use. But um, it's hard. I mean, I, I think I totally underestimated how hard recording the videos were. I think, um, yeah, it's tough. And I ain't no spring chicken either. And I think you forget what I forget, that in a normal dance class when I'm teaching, I can just... Um, get someone else to demonstrate if I'm if I'm not feeling up to demonstrating um so say for example it's a super high kick I'll just say oh so and so could you give me a super high kick or could you give me a lovely leap but I am full out demonstrating the lot and um yeah I mean it's good for me because I suppose that will help me improve and keep me on my toes but yeah hello body hello muscles Uh, nice to see you again. So right now I am really liking a little bit of Dua Lipa. I'm really liking her music. I'm really liking her recent album, Future Nostalgia. Got some absolute tunes on there. Loving it. Really good album to run to. I just was able to total switch off and it's a good pace. Um, but yeah, I'm totally loving it, loving her music just now. Go and have a listen. Go and find her music on Spotify or on iTunes or wherever it is that you use. Um, go and have a little listen. Listen to it in the bath. Loved it. Yeah, go and have a listen to Dua Lipa. Let me know what you think. So this week on the podcast, um, 
I had a little chat with a dancer that I've known for a long time, Charlotte Nicholl. Um, we talk about college, we talk about dancing professionally, we talk about how dancing makes us feel, um, we talk about loads of things. So that's coming up a little bit later in the podcast. But before we get into my chat with Charlotte, um, I wanted to just take this opportunity to speak to you dancers about self-evaluation. So we are all in lockdown just now and whatever way you're taking an online class, whether that's through Instagram Live or whether that's through my online classes, I want you to stop and have a little think about how you're going to self-evaluate. How are you going to look at yourself and work out what you need to do to keep progressing and how to stay positive whilst you do that? I think it can be so easy to get yourself trapped into a vicious circle where you are constantly looking at your negatives and constantly picking out what's wrong, which, yes, you need to do, but you need to do it in a way that's constructive and that's going to help you progress and get better. So my first top tip would be to record yourself. The only way you're going to see what you're doing is if you record yourself. Now, this video doesn't have to be for anybody else's eyes. It can purely be for yours. However, if you feel like you want to share it on your social medias, make sure you tag EJT Dance and Fitness. So you've recorded the video and we're going to go through a little checklist of questions that you need to ask yourself. So grab yourself a pen and paper and write these down. Technical. Did I show control and balance? Did I perform to my maximum effort and energy? Did I show contrast in strength, dynamics and quality of movements? Ask yourself those technical questions first and answer them honestly, but don't just don't just answer no or yes. If the answer is no, then why didn't you? What didn't you do? How didn't you do it? Or if the answer is yes, what did you do? Um, and how did you do it? My next point would be performance. Were you in time? Were you focused and concentrating? Did you show expression? Was you confident? Did you do your best to present the style correctly? Again, not just answering yes or no. Really try and pinpoint what exactly you're doing. The last three things I want you to think about are your targets for improvement, what you need to do to be able to achieve those targets and good positive vibes. So what did you do well? What did you do that was really good? What can you praise yourself for? Targets for improvement. Let's talk about my kick wasn't that high. Okay, well, what are you going to do to achieve this? Well, maybe my hamstrings need to be looser. So I'm going to really focus on the flexibility in my hamstrings. If you can ask yourself these questions and answer them truly and honestly, you'll not only become a self-aware, informed dancer, but you will also be able to help yourself progress in dancing and help yourself maintain the positive mindset that you need in order to progress. It's so important that you keep that positive mindset. 
and that you keep your thoughts level and not just focus on the bad things, but also celebrate the good things and celebrate what you did right. Or maybe you didn't do anything right. Maybe it was a hot mess, but maybe it felt good. Maybe you felt amazing. Maybe in that moment, you felt unstoppable. You felt on top of the world and you felt that love for dancing that every dancer needs to feel when they feel totally free. That is what you need to hold on to. So today on the EJT podcast, we are lucky enough to have Charlotte Nicole joining us. Hello, Charlotte. Hello. How are you? I am fine, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Now, I've known Charlotte for a very, very long time. Um, I have taught Charlotte for a very long time. And she's here today to chat to us about a few things that we've been discussing already today on the podcast and to tell us a little bit about cruise life and how that was for her and working professionally on a cruise ship and um, all of those things. So I'm going to hand over to Charlotte. I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about herself, a little bit about how she got into dancing, how she found out that dancing was what she wanted to do. And um, yeah, so Charlotte. Um, Well, thank you for having me on the podcast. This is exciting. Um, So I first got into dancing uh, when I was a child. And then throughout my teens, I continued to dance. Um, I kind of picked up more and more classes um and tried to balance it as best I could with school um I think a big thing which helped me to know that it was a possibility for me to study or to take it professionally was the support that I had from uh, my parents and my family but also the school that I went to the high school that I went to they were very supportive of that and yeah I just kept taking more and more classes, taking it more seriously. And then there was a school for dance locally to where I grew up that uh, was offering a year-long course. Um, So when I was about 17, I knew that that was an option for me. And so I finished high school and I went straight into full-time training. And then after my three years of full-time training, I had finished and... Yeah, went into the big wide world of trying to make it as a professional dancer. Cool. So what was the moment for you when you realised that, one, this was an industry that you wanted to do? What was that, what was that moment like for you? And how did you, how did you come to terms with that? And was it something that, that, I know you said that your family was super supportive of you, um, but was there any questions? Was there any doubts? Was there any, you know, I remember my mum always saying, oh, well, you've got to have a backup plan. You've got to have a backup plan. You know, your dancing's not going to last forever, which I know is something that can, can be worrying to a lot of people if you're not informed about the industry and if you're not informed about what opportunities there are um, for you as a dancer um, and how to make the most of all your opportunities um so yeah what was that whole process like for you um I completely agree I think it's sometimes harder to convince the people that aren't dancers that it's a legitimate career but um I think for me it was 
ironically, or I still love to dance, obviously, but when you make your serious hobby your job and your life and your career, you almost lose the, well, now in my spare time, I don't dance in my spare time because my full-time job is to dance. So you kind of have to accept that and you have to know that that's something that you're getting into if you spend your working day dancing. Of course it's enjoyable because it's what you like to do. But I think you have to have a good business head and you have to kind of see things not just through the eyes of, oh, I love to dance, so I'm going to make it my job. Well, no, you have to be more practical than that and you have to actually... Um, think if you're prepared to take on all the challenges that do come with it because it's a very challenging industry and it's a industry that's got a million and one paths and directions that you can choose and go down but there's not one way it's not the same for everyone it's not as simple as other career paths where you graduate from university with a degree and that gets you into a job just by showing that degree so there's a lot that comes with it and I think um, you have to know that that's something that you're prepared to face. Yeah and I think that um, no I think yeah I think you're completely right I think it's dancing as a career comes across as um, all sunshine and rainbows and and butterflies and oh it's going to be it's just going to be a dream world which it is when you're doing it and you're and you're loving it but nobody talks about the in-betweens of when when you're not doing it or when you're not working or when you know add knockback after knockback or you know bad audition after bad audition or what whatever it is and nobody nobody really kind of talks about that side of things and I think we'll get into that a little bit more but I want just want to go back to um your training so your college life how was that for you um what was that experience like for you um how did you how was the audition process to get into college would you have any advice to any young dancers that do want to make dance as their profession um sort of tips and things for getting into college um so for me i loved college um and I think especially in my first year, it was um, it was just such a happy time for me. Um, I think it would be for everyone. You've left high school and you're kind of living the dream of dancing all day, every day. And it's just great. It's exactly what you want to do and it's what you dreamed of doing. Um, and then when you get into your second and third year of training, it does become... Um, more intense, more difficult, there's more paperwork side of things, etc. But um, for getting into the college, um, I auditioned for the college and obviously passed the audition for the one that I ended up going to. I did also audition for some other colleges. I got into one, which I turned down and then also was rejected for one. Um, But yeah, the audition process for colleges Um, I think a lot of, myself included, um, a lot of people think that you have to be the final package, but that if you were the final package, that would completely um, go against the point of going into a college. They don't expect you to be a perfect polished dancer because otherwise why would you be going to them for training? 
they expect you or they will want to work with people who they just see a potential in and that doesn't mean that you have to be the best dancer a potential dancer they just want nice people that they know that they mm-hmm. can train they want people mm-hmm. that aren't going to be complete divas in the classroom yeah. they want people who are practical who show that they're focused and determined and I think that's what colleges want they want um, obviously you do have to have something there talent wise but your drive and your ambition is what's really going to um, set you apart from others yeah. and set you make you stand out for sure I think that's something that especially some of my girls um I have spoken to them in the past about you know oh I I don't think I'd ever be able to get into that college right so why why do you think you would never be able to get into that college because you don't have like you said you do not have to be the perfect dancer to get into a college you have to you have to show that you are ambitious that you are trainable that you are easy to work with, that you have got a great personality and you would be an asset to their college, that you are hardworking. It's not about being perfect because if everybody was perfect, why would anybody need to go to college? Exactly, exactly. They know what they're looking for in an audition and they would see the people who would really be grateful for the experiences and the training and then they see the people that just are very selfish and think for themselves so yeah I think that's something for people to remember yeah and also for choosing a college there's just because the college is the biggest the best the best location the has the most graduates that do this that the other that doesn't mean it's best for you um and I think that's something I'm quite glad I made the choice to stay relatively local to where I grew up because I know I was from a small town and I knew that if I moved down to London, for example, I knew I would just get eaten up and I would just be spend the whole time focusing and stressing on living in a big city, living in London at age 17 by myself. And for me, that wasn't something I wanted to focus on. I wanted to be in a really nice place. Uh, living environment so that I could just focus all my time on my training which is what I wanted to do no definitely and I think one of my one of my pieces of advice for those that are looking to go to specific colleges and if you have your heart set on a specific college these colleges do offer um summer courses or summer programs or you know intensive days like get get to them go to them experience what it's like to to train with them for a day or to train with them for a week or or whatever it is and then you can make more of an informed decision about whether or not that college is then for you yes definitely definitely so you're obviously back in Aberdeen just now after your um your cruise that you have just recently been on um so how is life back in Aberdeen and um what are you doing now that you're home well, it's good. I am very happy to be back at home. Um, obviously, with the current situation, it was a complete nightmare trying to get home in the first place. Um, now that I'm home, I'm just really happy to rest and to just take time and relax, really. I think mm-hmm. that's a massive aspect of making 
uh, dance a sustainable career is being able to appreciate the downtime. You don't just have yeah. to jump back to contract. I'm physically exhausted and mentally very, not exhausted, but just really happy to be back in my house with my my everything around me that I love and just relax and take some time for myself. So yeah. I'm happy with that. And I think obviously this current situation is just pretty strange. It's just takes a lot to get used to. So moving forward, I have no idea what my plans are. I have ideas, but obviously everything's a bit up in the air at the moment, but I'm just trying to enjoy my time. So cruise ship life, like, pre-coronavirus, pre-drama, pre-everything. So tell me a little bit about, um, first of all, how you got the job. Um, So I got the job. I'd um, applied for it through a casting and I had to send um, my showreel and my CV and some more tailored edition style videos and then got the job cool and so you get the job then what happens um i had i found out i got the job about three weeks before it was due to start before the rehearsals were due to start so um it was a bit frantic a bit um kind of getting everything sorted i didn't have to uh get any practical things like a visa or anything sorted thankfully um but yeah just kind of setting myself up for packing up my things and leaving for a long period of time so um it's exciting but there is obviously lots to think about and lots to kind of prepare yourself for no definitely I can imagine um you know five and a half months at sea is a long time um to be away from friends and family and and everything like that it must be like hard to mentally and emotionally prepare yourself for that and not only that um I know you went to um France for your um for your rehearsal time so um not only are you going to a foreign place where they speak a whole different language uh surrounded by people that do not know you or do not you know have no connection to you at, at all but then struggling to make a connection because very little of them speak very little English. How was that for you? Um, I found the rehearsal period very tough. Um, I think it was also hard because it was a fast rehearsal period. We had three and a half weeks to learn five shows um, and to kind of gel and click as a, as a dance group. Um, everything just felt very very fast it was long days and we were learning things really quickly um and not just me but everybody felt that everybody felt um just a lot of pressure and a lot of you know there was so much things you had to remember um and then yeah i think for me being the only one which didn't speak french um i at first felt like i was being left behind a little bit or I was worrying oh they're going to make better friends with each other than me but I think ultimately um that's where the kind of professionalism comes in I kind of said to myself after about a week right 
okay, maybe that is the case, maybe it's not, maybe that's me overthinking it, but at the end of the day, I'm just here to do a job. And, um, yeah, I think that's something that people need to remember. It's Mm -hmm. a job. Yeah. And, um, obviously, friendships will form naturally, but that's not why you're there. You're not there to make friends, and you're not there to... Um, just have a great time on a cruise ship and see different locations you're there to work and I think that was something actually throughout the whole contract that was very um, very relevant very um, tested I suppose is the right word or um, yeah I had to think about a lot yeah definitely and so um tell me a little bit more about the dance content what did you have to learn um and you know how many shows did you do what were what were the themes of the show what was the choreography like um Mm -hmm. and yeah what was it like on what was it like dancing on board um the ship um so the company that I work for worked for they have a few different uh ships so each ship always does the same shows so we were learning shows and we were able to have a video of the of a previous cast doing them to kind of refer like refer to throughout the rehearsals, um, which helped a lot actually. That's it's quite a strange way to learn a routine to kind of watch a group doing it and then be taught the choreography or learn parts of the choreography from a video. But um, no, it was quite helpful actually because it just let us vision it and vision the stage and what it will end up looking like. Um, a bit quicker um, so we had the five shows we had three shows which were done on the main stage um, one was called Picasso so it was a, um, quite a modern contemporary show um, telling the story of Picasso's life or each of the dances were kind of based on uh, elements of his life or uh, some of his artwork um, we had one show called Soleil, which means sunshine in French. So it was a kind of, um, it was, the description was it was about the weather, but it was kind of just a, um, the one for the public, I would say. It was just a very happy show. There was lots of um, kind of upbeat music in that one, and that was the one that we always started with. And so that was the first show that any of the audiences ever saw of ours. So... And it kind of set the scene a little bit. And then the uh, other stage show was called Metro, Metropolitan. Um, and it was, that's the tube line in Paris. So the idea was it's a French um, review show. So it was as though it was, each dance was a different stop on the Metro line. So it was just very French, um, lots of French themes in that, which, and then that one finished with the French Cam Cam, which was very fun, very hard to learn. Yeah, I but, bet. I bet. Yeah. Cool, it sounds amazing. And um, it must have felt like you was, you know, really living the dream and really everything that you have worked so hard for. Um, and, you know, all the training that you've put in and everything that you've done, all the years of hard work, you're now, you're now you've done it like you've 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 got you've done a professional job you have worked professionally in the industry and you must have really felt like a real 
you know, satisfaction and proudness of yourself um, that you are finally doing. And I actually think that that's why um, this whole coronavirus situation is actually helping me to see that. Like, I, I don't feel like I've come home and I don't feel, you know, oh, I'm stressed that I can't go on to the next thing. I actually just feel like I've... Like I've kind of earned the right to just put my feet up and relax for a little bit. Obviously, if this lasts for longer than a couple of weeks for me, then yeah, okay, I'll start to get a bit restless. But I do feel it's a big sense of achievement. And yeah, I feel proud of myself, which I don't often say. I think it's that takes a lot for me to say it, but I do feel uh, proud of myself. And I do feel I was faced with a lot of challenges, but mm-hmm. I do feel I overcame them. So yeah I feel very happy and very content amazing and so you're obviously back in Aberdeen now um and another thing I think um which is really important for dancers to realize is that you're not dancing is not a job that you um are in 12 months of the year I mean there, there can be long periods of time when you are not in a contract and you are not working so how have you learned to manage that time when you're not working in a contract what have you what have you decided to do what have been your fails what have been your triumphs and how do you feel that time as well as allowing yourself to rest and to you know recuperate and you know get yourself back to a level where you feel energized to do another contract or to do something else how do you feel that time in between um, so um i actually planned this i began planning it in kind of july august time yeah um, and then when i got confirmation of this contract i finalized the um details with one of my closest friends in aberdeen she's a fellow dancer and um, we decided to start our own company so amazing we, together we were both uh, working as freelance dancers and we thought you know if we actually finalized this and made it a bit more formal um, rather than just working as individuals we um, created a brand we created a name for ourselves and yeah so as well as working on board the cruise ship I was actually co-running a business from- and what is the name of that business uh, it's called Sharem Events. Um, so my name's obviously Charlotte. Her name is Emma. So it's a collaboration of our two names. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we've been running. So obviously things have been paused with what's going on. But um, we have lots of plans for the future. Lots of things are just, as I said, put on pause. They're not cancelled. So um, yeah, I was very excited to come home and get involved with that. And I think I'm trying to just see this um, lockdown time as a bonus to just plan and um, imagine and dream up things. But no, that's amazing. I think it's. I, I think it definitely goes back to that point that we spoke about earlier on, um, about having so many options within the industry, and within this industry to really broaden your thoughts rather mm-hmm. than think, well the only thing I can do within this industry is to perform but there is so it's 
there are so many things out there there are so many opportunities out there and you do you do not have to just limit yourself to just one of them and I think for me personally this lockdown period has really been an eye-opener for me um as a teacher that I don't have to just be a teacher and that there are other avenues that I can go down um that will work alongside my teaching and you don't have to just put yourself in one lane and stay in it and I think that is what the beauty of dance and the performing arts is is all about is that you do not have to limit yourself to one lane yes definitely definitely so earlier on in the podcast um we were talking a little bit about self-evaluating um, looking at not just the negatives and not not being focused on the negatives when you're evaluating yourself, especially right now when we're in lockdown and you haven't got your teacher standing right in front of you telling you what you've done well or telling you what you haven't done well and what to work on for the next class. So how what advice would you give to young dancers um, taking online classes, taking um, you know videos of themselves, whilst they're dancing and how to really self-evaluate but also stay in a positive mindset and to really focus on the positives as well as making targets for themselves to get better um i think it's very easy to just hear the term self-evaluation and think oh i've got to critique myself so i'll video myself and then you know, look at everything that's wrong with the video and then I know I need to do this, this, this. But, um, and I think to some extent, dancers do end up having a mentality of, oh, I can always do better, I can always improve, which is all right, but it can mean that they become quite unnecessarily negative about themselves. But they also, they, like, or we, sorry, I will say we, because I'm the exact same, um, or we need to remember that why do we even dance in the first place? This maybe mm-hmm. sounds extremely cheesy, but everybody dances because it's what they enjoy. And I think now, especially in lockdown, um, yeah, okay, people are missing the training, they're missing the challenge of training. But, you know, if you're bored in your house and you think, oh, what am I going to do? Oh, I'll do an online class with Erica. You don't do that because anybody's making you, you know, you as their teacher are not saying, right, everybody has to be here, here, here. You do it because, yeah, you want to improve, but you it's what you enjoy. It's a choice that you're making. And I think for those who are participating in the online classes during lockdown, that really shows who's, who's the dedicated ones and who's the ones that are serious about this because mm-hmm. it's very easy to just... Um, you know, not really use this time to do anything. So I think it's great if you want to use this strange time in lockdown to, you know, participate in an online class. Um, I think that's that's great. You've kind of you've done a really hard thing already by having the motivation to to even do it, yeah, and do it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so, but I think you need to like we need to just remember as dancers why we do it in the first place. Yeah. Um. I think we are all guilty of that and I actually did an online class earlier on last week it was actually Tuesday last week and um, I loved it I learned the choreography 
and I was like, oh, this is so up my street. I just love it. It really fits in my body and mm-hmm. I felt really good dancing it. And then I videoed myself and I was just like, ew, <laughs> yuck. <laughs> that's gross Erica like you are nearly 30 like (laughs) you should not be dancing like that and I actually um I actually showed it to um one of my students and one of my students was like oh my god that was amazing like granted she was probably just you know bumming me up Uh but she was, oh, that was really good, really, really good, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, actually, you're right. No, it was really good. And I did end up posting it on my Instagram and the feedback from it was really, really positive. So I think sometimes you, you, your brain starts to doubt yourself and you start doubting yeah. yourself. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a mental argument between two people inside your head you know is that side that's like oh my god I felt so good doing it and I was really loving it and then the other voice that's like oh but yuck you look horrible and you're not that's not right or that's not right or that's not right Uh, but then having keeping like you say keeping that positive in mind and and sometimes what you see is not what everybody else sees before we finish up um today on the podcast i have a little quick fire round for you with a few questions so i want your first answer nice and quick no no if buts or maybes right okay are you ready i think so okay here we go what age did you start dancing five what was your last dance class a ballet class what's your favorite style of dance Jazz. What's your dream job? So hard to answer fast. I don't know. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> What's your least favorite style? Uh, contemporary. What's your favorite song to have a feel-good dance to? Boogie Wonderland. <laughs> What's your favorite musical? Uh, West Side Story. What is the last thing you listen to? Um, Friends, if that counts, because I was listening to it while I was cooking. What's your go-to dance rehearsal snack? Ooh, um, banana, probably. Heels or feels? Heels. <laughs> to twerk or not to twerk? Always to twerk. <laughs> What's your favourite Disney film? Little Mermaid. What's your go-to dance outfit? Leggings and a crop top. High pony or low pony? Always high pony. Cannot rock a low pony at all. <laughs> <laughs> Shoes, socks or bare feet? Uh, socks. Favourite quote? You won't get the bum you want by sitting on the bum you have. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Thank you, Charlotte, for being on the podcast today. I hope you um, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Um, If you want to speak to Charlotte anymore, you want to follow more of her um, journey, um, 
with cruises and her business and things like that, head on to Instagram and follow her at Charlotte Nickel. Yes. And um, yeah, and you can keep track on what she's doing and what she's up to. And um, we hope to have you again soon on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. And enjoy the rest of your day too. I want to thank everybody for joining me today on the podcast. Don't forget to email any questions or suggestions to ejt.onlineclasses at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you all. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear any topics that you want to discuss on the podcast. Um, Email your questions and suggestions to me. Have a lovely week and um, enjoy yourself. Keep healthy keep moving, keep dancing, keep loving yourself, be confident and most importantly keep positive and stay positive and remember that this is not forever and make the most out of this situation whilst you are in it and I look forward to speaking to you all next week for the next episode of the EJT podcast. Stay safe everybody and lots of love.